Do you hear that? Stop. Listen for a sec. That's the sound of background noise, and it's starting right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. As always, I'm super stoked for today's episode, especially because this this genre is a little more near and dear to my heart. I've been doing a lot of country lately, uh, but now we got some prog rock, and I would say almost some doom metal, because it kind of reminds me of Orange Goblin a little bit, but I'm sitting down with the guys from Antarcticus, a band from the Yukon. You guys are also my first uh, band from the Yukon, which is super cool. Awesome. Great right on. Yeah, absolutely. So I usually like to get the show started. I like to let you guys just tell me about yourselves, who you are, what you do in the band, and kind of your little shtick. Sure thing. Well, I guess I'll start. Uh, my name's Adam Parsons. I'm the guitar player and uh, kind of the backup secondary vocalist for the band. Yeah. And along with my brother, uh, twin brother, who uh, would otherwise be in the interview, he's our drummer. So I'll uh, speak on his behalf since I'm kind of cut from the same cloth, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, you think you kind of nailed it on the head. It's it's a little doomy. It's a little proggy. That's that's kind of the mixture we like to go for. And I, uh, I, I like to see people are picking up what we're putting down. Yeah. And I'm uh, Max Smith. I'm the uh, bass player, vocalist synthesizers that that type of stuff yeah it's really uh a lot of fun we're trying to mix you know kind of genres that we really appreciate and we hope everyone else kind of picks up on all all the little things that we're trying to add in cool yeah and you know what there are a lot of layers to your sound which is one thing i really like about kind of that genre with like metal and doom metal and i like how you have all the synthesizers in there and we'll definitely talk about that a little bit more later on and another thing i really like you guys have a 10 minute song which we will play later because i am a sucker for super long songs (laughs) but first we'll start with your 2019 ep that frozen horror one i really like that one because those three it just it really told a story in that whole just three songs which was really cool and also because it's winter i thought it would be fun because it's called the frozen horror so why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about that ep and then afterwards we will pay the title track um so it's kind of i would say inspired by um like john carpenter's the thing or uh like very big cinema files we love our horror and yeah i think the thing is probably one of the the greatest cosmic horrors ever done. So we kind of wanted to do a homage to that. And then it kind of took its own turn with our own uh, like ideas. Absolutely. Like there is sort of some vague running narratives amongst many of the songs in that grand prog rock tradition. Uh, so it is cool when people hear that and they actually are like, yeah, there seems to be a narrative they can tell because it isn't ham fisted in. We're not necessarily trying to do it that way. And considering that these three songs on that EP all sort of started separately, kind of growing on their own, it was that, like Mac was saying, that kind of John Carpenter-esque vibe that we used to string the three songs together. And then we figured the idea of a being an expansion on our regular album, kind of playing into an EP or expansion pack, as we called it, uh, kind of plays into a whole other you know nerdy gamey side that if uh people who get a good look at the cover of that ep will see we're throwing back references to you know dungeons and dragons games and uh, hero quest and things of the sort so it was sort of there's we'd like to leave little 
breadcrumb trails of references through things. And it is really great when people find that reference or can find that narrative. So absolutely. Yeah, that was sort of the goal. And we, we love that people are even interested in it. <laughs> That's cool. You know, I like that you mentioned the cover art because I am a big fan of the artwork, both on this EP and then the full album as well. Who does the art? Uh, so the our first album, Antarcticus One, that's done by Chris Caldwell, a local Yukon artist. She mostly does kind of like the typical Yukon dog sled type of stuff, but she has like kind of another another side that um, is called like Heavy Metal North that she does a bunch of like, I would say based like kind of inspired by the Heavy Metal magazine and that type of stuff. So it was really great to have her involved. And then um, actually Adam's partner, Nicole LeBlanc, was the one who did our EP. And yeah, we had her do it uh, as sort of an homage to the classic D&D 80s Advanced Dungeons & Dragons covers. So we were referencing, you know, Jeff Easley and Earl Otis and, you know, all those kind of greats to get this sort of vibe. And, you know, Keith Parkinson, she just knocked it out of the park. One day I would love to get it printed on a proper vinyl or something so people could hold uh, hold the artwork up at this size and get a good look at it. That is incredible. I I definitely want to be able to buy the art. I mean, I I collect art myself as well. I mean, in a way, it's mostly all like indie artists that nobody's ever heard of. I just went to an art show this weekend and bought some paintings that I've been after for like two years, or I guess prints technically, but all in the same. So that that was beautiful. Kudos to her for painting that up. Well, right, right on. Thanks. Yeah, no, we're, we're glad people appreciate the artwork because uh, heavy metal album covers to me have always invoke this sort of fantasy vibe and this kind of epic coolness and that's definitely what we wanted people to pick up a record and go all right this thing's going to take me on an adventure that's the that's the whole goal that was always like my jumping off point when i'd go into a record store and like have no idea what anything was i'm flipping through the like different genres and looking at the covers like wow this looks awesome and sometimes it also sounds awesome sometimes it didn't but (laughs) (laughs) honestly i've picked some cds and records based on that principle alone too and that's how i discovered mastodon one of my favorite bands ever it was i do believe the blood mountain cover i saw that and i was like this is a cool cover and then bought it never heard of mastodon before plugged it into the cd player and i was like oh my god this is amazing (laughs) yeah you can judge an album by its cover sometimes i guess
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise. Today's show is going to be super fun, sitting down with Antarcticus, a metal band from the Yukon. And we just listened to the Frozen Horror. Now, I want to talk a little bit, what is the music scene like up in the Yukon, and where do you guys go about recording your materials? Um, I think like we are a pretty small population, but I feel like we have a really condensed music scene that kind of like filters out into a very like good music scene. We have a lot of really good players, a lot of great bands coming out of here. Not like kind of the number of bands as other places, but I feel like it's a yeah, pretty happening place. And then uh, as far as recording, uh, the Frozen Horror in particular is a bit of an interesting one. There are a couple fully functional studios up in Whitehorse. And while we have used those for the 2019 LP, our full length, uh, when we recorded the EP, because time and budget constraints, of course, affect every band these days, we uh, we brought a bunch of just our own setup. Mac has home recording equipment. We brought all our gear into it's essentially, I wish I could find a picture of it and bring it up, but it's a little shack by the uh, Yukon River. And it, when I say shack, it's like a little log cabin looking building that you can see in like a, you know, a Robert Frost painting or something. And we filled it up with gear pretty much to the brim. And that was how we recorded all of the bed tracks for the Frozen Horror. And then we took it to our uh, producer, Jim Hamilton, to mix it up at his studio to listen to it in a proper room. But the wind you hear on the, like the end of that track, for instance, is actually us putting a microphone up to the cracks in the walls of the cabin and recording real Yukon wind just whistling through. And that's not an effect or anything. So I was always pretty proud of what we managed to get in that little tiny cabin. And again, contributing to that John Carpenter, that thing, that isolated vibe. It was like a cold April 420 weekend where we piled in there and we just got it done and it, yeah, it definitely all that room is you can hear it, literally hear it on the recording. I thought that was pretty cool. That is actually so cool, especially that like you have a real Yukon wind sample in the end. Like that is that is really fun. It, it came from too one of a, a happy accident where because the room wasn't super acoustically sound, you're hearing the wind blow in and you're thinking, oh, great, we're going to hear this on the oh, wait a minute wait a minute, let's actually put that on there. So happy accident when it happened. Yeah, there was a point where I was like, hey, everybody be quiet for five minutes. We got to get wind noise. <laughs> That's awesome. Sometimes you just got to work with what you got and then you have a beautiful piece of art like the Frozen Horror EP. Let's talk about another one of the songs off that EP as well. We'll spin it and then uh, we'll talk a little bit more about your full-length album, Antarcticus. But first, Refuge. All right. Um, so Refuge, yeah, that was um, an interesting song to write. So it was kind of three kind of separate ideas that we had going and a couple different riffs that would have probably been separate songs. Um, but we just kind of felt like they fit together well and they fit the theme and kind of bridged like the the sonic kind of path between Frozen Horror and Thaw. So it was a uh, yeah, good, good combination of those kind of three riffs awesome well let's spin that one up and then when we come back let's talk about your self-titled album
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise. We're sitting down with Antarcticus, a metal band from the Yukon. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your full-length LP, self-titled, mainly because you got two 10-minute songs on there. So I did, it was hard picking what one I wanted on there, but I went with Stoneburner because there was just, I really liked the kind of like synth work you had in there. I thought it was really, really cool. So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about that and uh, about writing a 10-minute song. Yeah, I would say Stoneburner was kind of heavily inspired by a few different things. It was mainly Frank Herbert's Dune, also Looking at like the manga Berserk is a a big inspiration as well for that. And this was kind of just trying to write a story that kind of to show the narrative of like kind of the horrors of battle and how it can, uh, how it can kind of break a person and then how you can come back from that. Uh, So yeah, it's kind of a a night's journey into hell and back again. I feel like it's probably worth noting that when Mac was writing the lyrics for that song, you were still engaged in your uh, medieval combat training. So you were literally a knight in battle with armor and a sword smashing up against other knights in battle. So yeah, it was, uh, sometimes it's fun to write songs from a fantastical place, but in this case, it was a little more reality. (laughs) So wait a sec, did you say you do medieval night training because that is so much fun yeah yeah actually um i did that for for a few years kind of before everything kind of shut down yeah it was a lot of fun kind of everyone has a full set of armor and you're hitting each other with with real swords uh they're not sharp however but yeah real swords real axes we went and competed over in uh in europe a few times and yeah it's a lot of fun that's like one of the coolest gnarliest things i've i didn't even know you could do that that is awesome want a visual i believe the stone burner there's a music video we have it's not the whole 10 minute song it's just a section but there's a video and there are two knights fighting in the video one is mac and another is another uh member of uh one of the combat groups so it's uh if you yeah, have people want to kind of get the the visual on that or check out the song albeit even in a shortened form we did make that a, a number of years ago to, to put out and again before everything had uh shut down post-COVID, we had some grand ideas for videos that that we managed to at least pull one of them off. That's dope. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out after this because that sounds like a lot of fun. Now, musically, how did you go about making Stoneburner and kind of getting the inspiration for it sound-wise? So when we first started Antarcticus, um, I kind of came to these guys and had the riff for World War, and then I had the like intro keyboard part for Stoneburner. And I was like, these are kind of the extremes I'm thinking of like genre wise. Like, does this make sense to you guys? And they're both like, yes, let's go with this. At, at the time we had been playing, the three of us had been playing in another band and there was sort of this need, uh, kind of urge to get out and be a bit proggier and play into the genres, you know, like, we're all massive fans of Rush and Yes and, uh, you know, King Crimson and all the good, you know, classic prog rock. So at the time we were playing a little more straight ahead Stoner Doom, which again, we're massive fans of, but there was this need to expand and it kind of came at a perfect time. Mac had this, this part where he's like, well, do you think keyboards and also Black Sabbath kind of riffs? Do you think this is a thing we could do? And I 
I've always figured this was a, a you know peanut butter and chocolate kind of combination for me. So I was on board from day one, and and yeah, it was just that was sort of the spark that he brought to the table, and and the rest is uh, that history, I suppose. And yeah, as far as writing ten minute songs, it, it might be easier to go on for a long time than it is to actually shorten up for us. We tend to get a little long winded in our musical jams. That's true. I find it harder to a song to like four minutes than it is to like you know keep going. Like yes, we can extend this section and let's play that same riff slower. That's awesome. Well, let's spin Stoneburner, and then when we come back, I actually want to talk about some of the other bands that you sent me. One from the Yukon as well, and then the other from Cranbrook, BC.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for listening to Background Noise today. I'm having so much fun with Antarcticus, a kind of prog rock, doom metal band from the Yukon. We're lis- we were just listening to that beautiful 10-minute song, Stoneburner, from their self-titled album, But I want to talk about some of the other bands that you guys sent me, because they also sounded really cool. One, I really like the title Bushwhacker, or I guess the name of the band. The title of the song is The Return. But I just, I like the title Bushwhacker because that's a term I use all the time down here. (laughs) You're always going bushwhacking, right? So why don't you go ahead and tell me a little bit about that band and that song as well. Sure thing. Uh, well, Bushwhacker, uh, they were definitely a longtime Yukon band. We were in high school at the same time as the members. We all were, you know, practicing Slayer riffs in the garage around the same time. So there's definitely a, a kinship that goes way, way back. But they are, they're incredible musicians. We've always been big, big fans of theirs. And I think, yeah, there's something uniquely Yukon-y about what they managed to nail, especially with that, yeah, the name, the image from their... F- well, first record, even onward, just bushwhacking in their own terms was trailblazing, making their own sound and not going the normal way is going the complete other path. And we just always felt that is 100 percent the same thing we wanted to do. And they even went as far as to make the, the namesake of their band, which I just thought was awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of names of bands, how did you guys come up with uh, the name for your band? I believe this came at there's a little bit of kind of uh, a misnomer when there was a, a song that um, one of Adam and Dustin's previous bands, Kyrule, had, and we kind of riffed off of that and turned that into our name. I'll let you explain that a little bit more, Adam. Yeah, yeah. So the, this is one that's a bit funny. So prior, okay, we've all probably now heard the the Sleeps record, The Sciences, when it came out, and it features a song called Antarctican's Thawed. Now, you may see where this is going. The title, originally, I'd heard that song in a live bootleg, and the person who made the bootleg had titled it Antarcticus Thawed. And I just thought, well, that's a pretty cool name. Like, it's kind of Latin-y, it's kind of fantasy, and it just stuck in my head so much so that I had a prior band that had used it for a song title, simply Antarcticus, as the band name is spelled. And that band sort of had fizzled out a long time ago. Again, the name has rattled around in my head forever. And we just sort of thought, what a way to lean into the kind of Yukon, the cold weather. So many bands are, you know, swarthed in red and black and sing about hellfire. Why don't we go icy blue and white and sing about the cold weather and go this whole other thing? And it just, I don't know, it clicked and it's just sort of stuck. I Yes, we never came up with a name we liked better, and that's usually how you pick your band name. <laughs> Honestly, I I really like your guys' band name, especially because you said it. Like, it really leans into, you know, the fact that you guys are from the Yukon, and it's cold, and it's icy, and it's... I When I first saw that name and I saw you guys were from the Yukon, I was like, yo, this is perfect. <laughs> we'll talk quick about uh, another band that you sent me as well, because I really like the title of the track, The Thrill of the Thrill. 
from Rare Earth Magnet, I guess from Cranbrook, BC. Yeah, um, Zach and Amber are uh, friends of mine that they were up in the Yukon for a long time. It's where I first met Zach was actually at uh, a band Adam and I used to play in, Flora Colossus. It was our first gig and one of his band's first gig and we're sound checking and I started playing Cygnus X1 by Rush and he comes up and he's like, is that Cygnus X1? Yes, we are going to be friends after this. And so ever since then, it's been like a good friendship. But yeah, I played with Zach and some other bands as kind of a, a hired gun type of thing. And it's, yeah, it's great. I really love Rare Earth Magnet. I love their like kind of spacey sound, the like not necessarily post rock, but they, they have a very good, it's like that 1979 like nails that Alex Lifeson tone. And that to me is yeah one of my favorite guitar tones. Yeah, Zach is just an absolute monster on the guitar. So that's how we kind of, you know, it was, if he was playing a gig, you wanted to go see him play because if he got time to cut loose on a solo or even on a, just a, a cool part and yeah, just love watching that guy play. And then same thing when they, they did the Rare Earth Magnet, it was just a perfect vessel for him and Amber's like talents to come together. And it sounds awesome. So yeah, everyone should go check that song out right away. Well, lucky for them, we are actually going to check it out right now. We're going to spin it right now. We're going to spin Thrill the Thrill and then the return. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your guys' stuff.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise today. I'm sitting down with Antarcticus, a cool prog rock kind of doom metally band from the Yukon. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your self-titled EP, Antarcticus 1, but also a little bit about the potential Antarcticus 2. I saw that in your Spotify bio. How is that going? That's good. We've got bed tracks recorded for a couple songs. I don't want to spoil too much, but if you like long songs and you think a 10-minute song is good, we may have something a little better for you. Oh, awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, slowly but surely, it's getting pieced together. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, the, the pandemic put a bit of a damper in our ability to record. Uh, Dustin wasn't in town for a little while, and it, we would have loved to have had it out sooner, but, you know, we're not we're not trying to rush it at all. We want to get this thing just absolutely perfect, and believe me, you guys are going to love it when you hear it, I hope. Awesome. Where are you guys recording that album? I've got a, a home studio here, uh, Stoneburner Records, and we're, we're recording it uh, ourselves here. Let's talk a little bit about the album that's out right now, though, Antarcticus 1. Another one of the songs I really enjoyed, and this one's like... A quote-unquote normal song length, I promise. A Cosmic Exile. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that song, and then we'll spit it up. Um, yeah, you want to take that one, Adam? Cosmic Exile, sure. Well, that one's uh, that's always a, a funny one. That when you write music and you're thinking, all right, here's our crop of songs. And this song, that's the this one's our single. This is one that everyone's going to love. And you get it wrong, and you're thinking it was going to be World War and then it turns out Cosmic Exile is your single that uh, everybody just flocks to. That song, we uh, we came up with it kind of riffing on, like, let's just, uh, you know, a little bit of a jam. Somebody could spark up a joint to by the end of the album. Everyone needs a, not a lull, but like you need to, you can't just go pull hard all the time. You got to have your peaks and valleys. And that was one of the valleys of the record. And we sort of thought we'll just do a little trippy song. It'd be just a nice little piece. And, we didn't think people were going to flock to it. And here it is, is like probably our most listened to and most requested song at this point. And we should have uh, anticipated maybe to put that one out as a single instead. But I'm happy people love it regardless. And sonically, it's kind of inspired by, again, the heavy metal kind of lyrics and like from the magazine where you have that kind of, if you've ever seen the movie, there's the scene where the, the guys are in their spaceship and they, they take their weird space drugs and they kind of just float off into the mist. That was essentially what we had in mind when we came up with the lyrics and vibe for that. So it's uh, it's funny how this little song that was, we've had a review say that they thought that song was our most uh, well-crafted song when in fact our most well-crafted song was the one they thought was our one-off jam. Meanwhile, that was actually reversed. <laughs> so we find it very, very funny how, uh, as a band, the audience totally will get songs in a completely different way than you've ever anticipated. And we love that people think this song is so great because we almost weren't even going to put it on the record before the album came out. So little did we know. <laughs> it was nice of them to like bridge the gap between the first side of the album and the second side. So it ends side one and then side two would be uh, Curse of Kings and Stoneburner. So it's kind of nice to end the the heavier, more like, traditional stoner rock that way and then kind of transition into the synthy stuff from there 
Awesome. Yeah, well, let's spin that one up here, Cosmic Exile. And then when we come back, unfortunately, I have to wind down the show, which is always my least favorite part. But we will play one more song off your self-titled album. And we'll talk about that when we come back.
You're listening to Background Noise. Like what you hear? Follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to episodes, playlists, and more. We are back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Background Noise. This has been such a fun show. I've been chilling with Antarcticus, a cool prog rock doom metal band from the Yukon. Now, we'll leave you with one more song off their self-titled album. And this one stuck out the most to me. I really, really like this one. It was Lord of the Change. Uh, Yes, Lord of the Change. Well, that was very much like kind of a Mastodon-inspired riff at the beginning that uh, kind of brought forward. And then we just started, you know, kind of going off of each other. I was like writing with Adam because like even one of us can come up with like you know, one or two little things. It's like, how do we piece this together? And that was one of those ones that was just a good exercise in the arrangement and trying to, you know, make a tighter song that's not 10 minutes. That's one that could have easily been 10 minutes long, but uh, was a lot of hard to kind of pack down into into that. Yeah, sometimes it's good. You got to find a, a box to work in. And, and then that somehow with more restrictions, you can get a little more creative. Like, all right, just three riffs in this one. I'm going to go crazy. And then you got to pick your three best ones and really make it work. And, and yeah, like Max said, it's nice to, to have that, you know, bounce a riff off of each other. And then it, I'm not so sure about something, but if he's sure about it, then all of a sudden I feel a lot better about that riff. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe it was just me. I was just getting my own head. So yeah, it's, it, it helps kind of farm the riffs down to the best ones. And that's where you, you can actually make a short song once in a while. <laughs> once in a while. And you know what? I was thinking about it as as you guys were talking, and I think why I liked the song and the title so much, it's one of the war bosses in my Warhammer that I play, <laughs> Lord of Change. Yeah, I have that army, and it was specifically because I liked the big, like, wizardy evil bird guy. And then it's just as we're thinking, I was like, wait, isn't he the Lord of Change? And so that, that kind of just really supports that fantasy theme that you guys have going yeah totally. i'm a huge fan of that stuff it's like yeah that lord of the change is basically about kind of like you know losing your humanity and kind of like you know turning closer to insanity which i guess is very much like a zinchian thing i was pretty proud to see that someone on spotify had added that song to their own like warhammer specific playlist that they made and we were in good company with bolt thrower and all the like so i was uh always happy when we do a little again a little breadcrumb trail or something and people just absolutely pick it up so without even trying to you know broadcast that it was a warhammer song people get exactly what it's supposed to be about i love that (laughs) that's awesome you guys have been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and chatting with me. We'll spin Lord of the Change in just a couple minutes here. But before we do that, is there anything you guys would like to add for the audience? I guess we, we just finished uh, doing a video, like a live performance that we did at uh, Wonder Horse, which is a festival up in Whitehorse here. So you can check that out on our our YouTube channel. It's Stoneburner Records. Yeah, there's a, a new song you'll probably get to hear on there that we haven't released just yet that will most likely be on the second record. So you, you get a little live preview of some new music. So yeah, if, uh, if you've consumed the, the album and you consume the EP and you're looking for a bit more, we, we definitely want to point you in that direction. Awesome. I am definitely going to check that out after we're all done here. Thank you so much, guys. It has been so much fun. Now here... It's Lord of the Change.
it's over. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I had a blast. Join me again next week. I'll have a fresh Canadian band. We're going to make some new noise. It'll be great. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Background Noise The Show for links to playlists, episodes, and so much more. See you later.